Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Shantae, back with another episode of Chatting with Shantae. How in the world are y'all doing? Me, I am feeling good. I got me some days off from work. I get to relax. I get to be productive, which means get a lot of sleep. No, I'm kidding. But I hope y'all are doing wonderful. And I decided to do like a little bit of a laid back video, you know, kind of you know, a get to know me or something like that. I feel like I did this video last year, like right when quarantine was really in the thick of it. And, you know, I was trying to get my YouTube together, but then whatever. But I'm going to revisit the funny black girl tag just because it's cute. And from when I did it originally, I think a lot of my answers probably have changed or I don't know. So it's going to be fun to revisit the questions. So if you see me looking over, I have paper here that I wrote the questions down on. So it's 20 questions. So we're going to try and breeze through this because you know your girl can talk. But before we get into it, like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell so you know when I drop a video. And to my podcast listeners, I love you so very much. My new subscribers, I love you so very much. And how befitting is it that I have my melanin shirt on? Period. I know my microphone for the YouTube viewers is kind of blocking. I'm sorry. But it says melanin, every shade slays. It's really, really big, so I like my t-shirts to fit oversized. Anyway, let's get into it. <clears throat> so the first question is, what's your favorite edge controller? So surprisingly, even though I have like 4B, 4C hair, I don't really have that many problems finding a good edge control. Uh Let's see. The style booster is always great. I love the green one, period. Um, Gorilla Snot is good. The got to be styling gel works. Eco works. Like, most of the time, any old gel works for me. And then when I tie them down, it works. They hold. Um, I don't really be... Don't come for me. But I don't really be too, too worried about my edges. I don't know. And I think most of the time, which is ironic that I don't have one on now, but most of the time I be wearing my head wraps anyway. So, you know, but those like my main go-tos, I suppose. Let's see. So the second question is, how do you feel about interracial couples? Um, I don't feel anything. I see them as any other couple. I mean, I know a lot of people have strong opinions and stuff about uh interracial couples and things like that but I guess for me it's a little bit different because and this is when I was super 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 young like two three four five I don't know but I was super young and my mommy who was black she dated a white guy for you know a pretty long time like long enough for me to remember and things like that so I saw that firsthand and though it was obvious you know mommy's black and then the man she's dating is white I didn't you know what I'm saying? So maybe because I saw that at a very early age and I saw it firsthand, it didn't really, you know, make me feel any type of way as I got older because it was something that I was familiar with seeing, I guess I could say. But my only issue with when it comes to interracial couples, whether it's black, white, black, Mexican, whatever the case is, um, when the person, and most of the time, I don't, I don't want to say all the time, but from what I've seen in this example I'm about to give it's usually when a black guy dates a white woman I'll just say that but I just don't like when if you're black okay your family's black your mother's black your grandmother's black why do you feel so strongly and so comfortably tearing down black women to uplift the race that you're dating white latina whatever the case is why do you feel so comfortable oh, this is the reason why I don't date black women, you know, like, what? 
And it's so funny because I've seen this happen when someone would ask a black guy, so why do you date white women? Because black women don't, no, 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 we didn't ask you why you don't date black women. The question was, why do you date white women? What attracts you to white women? It has nothing to do with black women. So it's when you're tearing down your own race to uplift the other one or to justify why you're dating outside of your race. Date whoever you want, okay? Love has no color, whatever the case is. But don't be rude in the process. Don't try and tear down your own race when your mama black, okay? Your daddy is black. Your grandmama is black, all right? Don't get crazy. That's the only issue I have with it, but if you ain't doing all that, it's not my business. I don't pay two cents of attention to it, so that's that. So were you always confident in wearing your natural hair? So I think with a lot of us, uh, again, I don't want to say all of us, but I know a lot of us, especially the little girls, young women I grew up, you know, around and stuff like that, um... Kitty perms, you know, just for me, little relaxes and stuff like that. Those were very common, okay? Birthdays, events, Easter school, pictures, dances. Okay, let's set up a perm in your hair so that way, you know, we can style it. Go to a hair shop, you know, the beauty shop. They put a perm in your hair, relax it, press it out. So it's not that I wasn't confident in wearing my natural hair. It's just I didn't grow up wearing my natural hair in its natural state. It's natural, curly, kinky state. And so, until I was able to make that decision on my own. So, now I've always worn my hair, okay? I've only had three, uh, like, sew-ins, weaves in my life, and that was when I got to college. So, (laughs) that says a lot. Now, I do wear wigs, but um, I've always worn my hair out. It may not have been in its natural state, you know, curly, coily, or whatever the case is. Um... So, yeah, it's not, it was a lack of confidence. It was just, you know, something that I was accustomed to getting, you know, relaxers, perms, and things like that until I was old enough, which was when I was in college, uh, to see, oh, wait, I can be wearing my natural hair. Okay. I think there's another question regarding that, so I'll touch more on it. Let's see. Did you have support while transitioning? Oh, well. Um. So, transitioning to my natural hair. Okay. So, like I said, the young girls I grew up around... Uh, for the most part, we all, you know, had our hair flat ironed and permed and stuff like that. So that was very common. And this may sound weird. This may sound, you know, cap. I don't know. But it's very true. I really didn't see girls, middle school, elementary school, high school. I didn't really see us wearing our natural hair. Again, school dances, school pictures, events, birthdays. Our hair was always flat ironed and styled and stuff like that. Uh, style like in a pressed out state uh perm whatever the case is it wasn't until I got to college when I saw girls rocking their TWAs I saw the froze I saw the bantu knots I saw the twist and then hanging out with my friends I feel like if it was a group of five six of us I was one of two of the only ones who weren't natural just yet but most of my friends are always already natural and things like that so you know having sleepovers and you know, they're doing each other's hair or doing their own hair. They have all these products and they're talking about their twist out and how long they've been natural. I was always in awe. I was always asking questions. Okay, what's that do? What's that? Uh? And then they put me on to different natural uh, hair YouTubers and stuff like that. So the thought of me going natural, it was in my head. Okay. And it's so funny. <clears throat> Excuse me. I would go long periods, especially when I got to college, I would go long periods without getting a relaxer or a perm my hair because my mom would put them in my hair because I didn't know how to do it. I was about to burn my hair off. And then because my friends were natural, um, now I do have friends who do hair. I'm pretty sure they 
would be able to, you know, put a perm in my hair. But because they were natural, you know, um, no one was doing a perm. So, you know, while I was away at school for a few months, I would go those months without getting a perm. I mean, I was still straightening my hair, but as far as a perm or relaxer goes, I would... And it was never me saying I'm going natural. It was just, I'm not home and no one has a perm on deck. So I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Um, I would go those periods. And then when I would have a Christmas break, winter break, fall break, whatever the case is, then I would go home and then my mom would put a perm in my hair and blah, blah, blah. So, but the more I, you know, hung out with my friends and started, you know, learning more about the natural hair community and things like that, that's when the thought of maybe I should go natural. You know, all this chemical stuff isn't really healthy. My hair was damaged okay heat damage it wasn't gr- oh it was a hot the epitome of the hottest part of a hot mess that was my hair okay and i just kept frying it and frying it and frying it it was a hot mess literally but um yeah so the my friends knew that i wanted to go natural it was just a matter of when i didn't know when i was going to do it i just knew at some point i would and when I did, it was like, yes, finally, yeah, you look good. So it was amazing. I had support before when I when going natural wasn't a thought in my head, when the idea started to creep in, and then after I went through with, you know, doing the big chop. So support was all the way there. So do they have your foundation shade at the store? Um, Yeah, at least with the uh, brands I wear. So the main brands I wear is Fenty, and we know Fenty came out the gate swinging with 500 shades the first launch. So, yeah, everybody got the shade. So I wear Fenty and then I wear Maybelline. Uh Fit Me. I love. Um, like I like I really like makeup, but I don't be wearing it that often. <laughs> so but um so with the brands I do wear, they do have my shade. Now there are some brands that I've noticed that I might have to mix a shade, you know, a shade or two to get like my perfect shade, which is common for a lot of us. When you're not like super fair or light and when you don't have a really deep rich rich skin tone and you're kinda in that middle, like eh. especially when you're that's when uh you know, in the winter you're one shade and then the summer comes, you're a different shade, honey help us okay pray for your brown skin friends pray okay just help us we're confused too <laughs> okay so number six is what's your not number six oh let me hurry up <laughs> what's your hobby i have so many hobbies oh my goodness luckily for me i'm blessed to say that all the hobbies that i've kept from being a little girl up into my adulthood all pretty much tie into my career um uh, so writing reading uh hosting interviewing like i've always love doing that type of thing you know ever since I was a little girl it always came natural to me so it just ties into my career so naturally so I'm very blessed for that uh, as far as other things sleeping child listen I love to sleep okay I belong to the I almost said the street <laughs> I'm still sleepy I belong to the sheets not the streets child um uh, what else I love shopping oh my goodness listen I love to shop. It ain't got to be nothing extravagant. We can go to the dollar store. Come on, let's go shopping, please. Listen, me and a clearance rack, dangerous, okay? What else? I love trying new stuff. Even though I'm scary, like, I'm scary, but, you know, I'll try it, but I'm scary. Um, What else? I love watching TV. Oh, my goodness. I love being home. I'm such a homebody. Like, when I'm out, I have a good time. I turn up, but oh, I love being home, eating a good snack, watching TV, listening to music. Oh my goodness, that I think is the number one. Like for real, for real, listening to music. I love discovering new music, new artists, things like that. I love it. Oh, and dancing too. 
listen, the amount of choreography that I, because listen, from a time when I was a little girl up until before I got to college, your girl was always in somebody's dance class, okay? Dancing my behind off since I was, what, two? Um, but yes, I love dancing. I make up choreographies on the spot. It's a hot mess, but whatever. Okay, so what can make you very angry? Oh my goodness, I try not to get very, very angry. I get annoyed easily, but I try not to get angry. Like, there's only a handful of people. I'm, I can say my 25 years of life, there's only a hand few handful of people who have seen me like pissed okay which is good you know but um let's see lack of communication skills and that just has so many different elements to that and it you know under its umbrella like not listening listening to respond always assuming something's an argument oh my goodness gracious uh accusing me of doing something that i absolutely did not do that frustrates the mess out of me slow drivers i'm i'm listening well slow driver is more like a pet peeve but girl we got things to do people to see come on baby so wasting my time honey cutting me off girl driving and talking girl let's move on to the next question we're trying to be happy <laughs> let's see when do you feel you're blackest with your friends, family, or white people? And at first, I didn't really understand this question, to be quite honest with you. Um, my level of blackness, it doesn't really alternate, you know, whether I'm with a group of black people around white people, because I've been one of few black people in different organizations at school, work, um, other places such as that. So I know what it's like to be like, the only black girl or black person or one of few. Um, I went to predominantly white, you know, magnet schools, high school, you know, different schools and stuff like that. So I know that feeling, but I didn't feel that was an escape for me to tone down my blackness. Mm -mm. But I didn't feel the need to be extra, hey, you know, you know, put my fist in everybody's face. But I will say when you are like my level of blackness doesn't change. Okay, I'm black. But when you're around your family who's predominantly black and your friends who's a predominantly black friend group, then you know the jokes you can make, the conversations you can have, and everybody will get it, everybody will laugh, it'll be a good time. You know everyone has like similar backgrounds, so you can mention something or reference something. It's like, yes, girl. And you know, okay, those conversations might not carry over well with a different group of people, you know, who are a different race than you. So it's not that my level of blackness tones down or up or whatever. It's just you're mindful of the different conversations you can have, different jokes you can make, depending on the group of people you're around. If that makes any type of sense, I hope it did. But yeah, let's see. Do, do, do. do you have any tattoos? So when I first wrote these questions down last year, I had zero tattoos. Your girl has two tattoos now, period. So this one here shout out to jan fam even though i'm mad at janet but this is from the sankofa tribe so basically it means in order to move on with your future you must deal and heal uh from things from your past in order to be successful and you know move on with your future so yeah it wasn't supposed to be this big like the picture i showed the tattoo artist was very very small and i was like make that like five times bigger because listen and then this one here shout out to capricorn gang i think i got I ain't trying to break my arm out. Okay, anyway, shout out to Capricorn Gang. This is a tattoo that I share with my mommy. We are both January Capricorn. She is January 8th. I'm January 17th. And for the longest time, because my mommy 
prior to that had zero tattoos she not that she was against it she was like i don't see the need for me to get a tattoo but i was like mommy we're both capricorns january capricorns are nine days apart you know in 20 years but whatever um so we should get matching tattoos i think that would be so cute something that we you know share you know something else that we share so for a while she was like girl what why i ain't got no tattoos why you want a tattoo because i'm not used but uh we went to atlanta and that was going to be our plan and then it didn't work out like i got this tattoo instead because something didn't happen but when we got back home we decided to get our matching tattoos but the funny thing is we were supposed to get them during our birthday okay that week of our birthday our birthdays and we didn't get it <laughs> we got it all the way in april okay during uh airy season don't judge us okay do not judge us we got it so this is something that me and my mommy share period let's see favorite piece of jewelry oh my goodness and this is so ironic this is very ironic i love rings i love rings i love rings and i have none on <sighs> but i love rings i love bracelets i i'm i'm a fan of um arm and hand candy i love it um i love an earring i love earrings so much i think my least favorite is necklaces only because i don't like stuff just sitting on my neck Ugh. especially when it's hot oh nasty um i have very few necklaces and those all have some type of significant meaning to me like they were a gift they mean something to me so if you see wearing the necklace they're very small like the chain is very very small and dainty um i can't have nothing just sitting on my neck Ugh. I love a necklace, but then again, it's like, ugh, it's not my favorite. But yeah, ring and bracelets, and I have zero on. I'm contradicting myself, aren't I? <laughs> okay, so would you or have you ever dated a white guy? I've never dated one. Um, I'm not going to say I would never. Um, I do have a preference that I would like my husband to be a black man, you know. Um, But if everything that I could ever want in a husband and a father to my children and things like that comes in a white chocolate package then who am i to turn who am i to say no okay um now i've had crushes like serious crushes on you know a couple white guys in my day but as far as dating no um <laughs> nah uh again i'm not saying i would never but i don't know let's see do you always have to look fresh Honey, not this question. I'm looking like I just rolled out of bed because I did. But if you know me, then you know. Um, now, I ain't got to be in heels and a suit every day. Of course not, okay? Listen, pay no attention to my appearance right now, okay? I am enjoying my little uh, mini vacation from work. I'm comfortable in the comfort of my own apartment. So I'm not dressed up here. But as far as going out, I do like to look presentable. My grandmother always instilled in me. You ain't got to be in heels and makeup caked on and stuff like that all the time. But look presentable. Look like you put a little bit of effort into yourself. Or as she would say, you don't want to leave the house looking hooked up. Okay? If my mama ever tells you that you look hooked up, God bless you. Word to Tabitha Brown. God bless you. <laughs> but no. Um, I do like to look my best i do like to look nice and presentable and things like that because for one you never know who you're running to especially with my line of work networking is you know key so you can meet any old body and it could you know help you out or whatever so i like to look presentable and it just goes back to that saying when you look good you feel good and that is a true statement like i don't know if people don't believe that or they don't feel like that but 
when I know that I took the time to plan this outfit and match my perfumes and then do my hair or my wig or whatever, you know, do like a slight little makeup look, I look good, okay? And I feel good, all right? And it's not even for the validation of other people. Like, compliments are always welcome. They're always flattering. I always blush, okay? I love a compliment. It's so sweet. When someone goes out of your way because they uh, notice the time you took into your appearance, very sweet. Thank you. Um, but I don't do, I don't get dressed up or whatever for the attention from other people. I do it for myself because listen, I've gone places and when you're not comfortable, when your clothes don't fit or you're just feeling insecure, you're tugging at your clothes all day, you're not having a good time. So when I know I look good, listen, and it's taken me a while to get to a place where I can say I'm pretty, you know, I look good. Okay. I was, and I've never thought I was ugly. Okay, I've never thought I was ugly. I've never thought I didn't know how to dress or anything like that. It's just I was never the person to verbally out loud say, you know, I look good, I, you know. And now I'm in a place at 25 like, girl, you did that. You, you did that, Miss Mamas. So I don't know. I don't know. But you just never know who you're running to. You never know what you got to do. You, you just never know. So I like to look presentable. Does, it, does that require fancy handbag every day and heels every day no but I like to look cute okay <laughs> that's that on that so the meaning behind your YouTube name what the hell's my YouTube name chatting with Shantae so this actually is my podcast name so the way that came about is last year you know June uh well May and then going into June I was kind of going through a little bit of a depression or I don't, I want to self-diagnose myself. I was kind of going through a, you know, a, a down state, I'll say that. And this thought or this feeling, this voice came over me and told me to start a podcast. So I had no prior interest or knowledge about podcasting or anything like that because I always saw myself having a show, but I wanted to be on TV. I wanted to be the face. I wanted to be on camera. So radio, podcasting, where you can only hear me and not see me was not something that I had an interest in. And so I was thinking about it in the wrong way for the wrong reasons, obviously. So when I heard that voice say, do a podcast, I'm like, huh? So then I started researching it. I was like, oh, snap, wait a minute. Okay, so I've always, and I think I've mentioned this uh one of my videos, but I've always kept some sort of notebook, diary, journal with me at school. I'm always writing notes at work, whatever. <laughs> but um always writing stuff down, scribbling stuff. And for the longest time, I found notebooks from when I was in high school. So this should tell you how long ago this was. But I would always write chatting with Shantae. I always knew that once I create brands for myself and things like that, I will always go by my middle name. Fun fact, my middle name is Shantae. Uh, my first name is Destiny, and Destiny is such a common name, a beautiful name, but so common. There have been plenty of times where, you know, I would be somewhere, class or whatever setting, and someone would say, hey, Des, or hey, Destiny, and like seven of us would be like, huh? Y'all know her? Who is that? She talking to you? She talking to me? Hey, girl. <laughs> you know, Destiny is such a common name. So, those who have common first names or common names in general, y'all know that feeling. So I said, I would always go by my middle name. You know, whenever I start making a brand for myself, creating a platform for myself, I would always want to go by my middle name, Shantae. So I would always write chatting with Shantae, you know, envisioning a TV show. Chatting with Shantae, chatting with Shantae. 
So then when it came time, so fast forward to last year, June, when it came time for me to name my podcast, uh, Chatting with Shantae, it just clicked naturally. So Chatting with Shantae, you're chatting with me, I'm chatting with you, whether I'm interviewing you, I'm just talking, y'all listening, we're just chatting about different topics. And I like for my videos, my episodes to feel like you're just talking to your homegirl, like we just sitting at the table, just kiki and talking, having a good vibe session. So that's where that came about and then once I wanted to incorporate my YouTube again and make this like a visual podcast type of situation uh it just made sense for me to just you know continue with chatting with Shantae it just made sense so the name has always been with me for years and I'm blessed to be able to utilize it so chatting with Shantae that's me period (laughs) um let's see Oh, here we go. When did you do the big chop? Were you always natural? No, I was not always natural. Uh, like I explained earlier, you know, from the time I was little, getting kitty perms, you know, those little just for me perms and stuff like that, up into my uh, young adulthood, late teenhood, uh, I was getting relaxers and perms and then always straightening my hair and stuff like that. So I did the big chop May 10th, 2017. So I just celebrated my four year big chop anniversary. Mm-mm-mm. And I did my big chop myself. I didn't have anyone else do it. I just washed my hair and then, like, it was just not spur of the moment because, again, the thought of me going natural was always there. I just didn't know when. So that was the end of my junior year of college. So junior had technically ended a few days prior, but you know, when you're moving out of dorms, they give you a certain day that you have to move out and have your stuff, you know packed out the way so may 9th was when i you know me and mommy went down to the campus and made sure my room was clean made sure i had everything everything was turned in you know everything was good and so that was may 9th and i was super tired from doing all that so went home took a shower went to sleep so then the next day you know my first day of summer uh officially i was like oh i gotta wash my hair i've been sweating and stuff oh child so and again that thought Ooh, got a call. Sorry. Um, that thought was always there. I just didn't know when I was gonna do it. So I didn't wake up. Okay, May tenth. I didn't wake up saying I'm gonna go natural. So I went, you know, upstairs uh, to my bathroom, washed my hair, did my shower and stuff like that. And there was a pair of scissors. Okay, on one of our little stands in the bathroom. And I looked at him. You know, I'm fixing my hair and stuff like that. Have a towel wrapped around me. I'm trying to set the scene here. And I uh grabbed the scissors and I was like, should I? Mm. that's literally what I did I said should I mm. and your girl was bald honey a bald head baddie when I tell you I chopped all of my hair off and it felt so good I had no regrets no regrets you know when someone cuts their hair for the first time like I was like yes yes like getting rid of all that damage and I'm a firm believer that hair holds energy hair holds stress you know and so you know Junior year, junior year is always stressful, okay? High school, college. So junior year is stressful. I'm balancing different organizations. I'm trying to balance a social life, ugh, you know? So, and that hair was just damaged. It wasn't growing anymore. It was just fried, literally. So cutting all that damage and stress and bad vibes just off my hair, it felt so freeing. It felt amazing. Now, the thing is, when I was relaxed and stuff like that, I would cut my hair all the time. Okay, I've rocked short hair all the time, but it was always perm, flat iron, you know, a pixie cut, whatever the case is. So I knew what I looked like with short hair because I've cut my hair several times. But I this was my first time seeing me rocking short hair in its natural state. 
and I loved it. And to this day, I still be like, good girl, because my hair grow back, grows back very, very fast. So within two months, I, my hair was, I was like, dang, can I enjoy the TWA for a second? But, um, so I get this thought all the time, like, dang, I really want to cut my hair, especially with it being hot, honey. And, oh, I'm just seeing it. I really want to cut my hair again. But I was like, maybe I'll wait till after five years. So next year, I don't know. But I'd be looking at the scissors every day like, y'all looking real sexy over there. Just, you know. So, um, yeah, I did the big chop May 10th, 2017, literally the first day of my summer break, which if you're uh, contemplating uh, doing a big chop or something like that, I know everything's different now with, you know, the whole pandemic and stuff like that. But for me, doing it the first day of summer, I had all those months to learn my hair all over again. I learned my hair in its natural state, what products I could use, what type of hair I had, and things like that. So by the time I got back to school and got back to my classes and then balancing senior year, so I'm focused on graduating, internships, uh, exit course classes, my other organizations and social life and things like that, I wouldn't be trying to scramble, trying to figure out what type of routine I need. By the time those three months were over, I had a solid routine. I knew when I needed to wash my hair, what shampoo to use and things like that. So I would say if you want to transition or do a big chop or whatever the case is, if you can, uh, try to do it when you have an adamant amount of time to, you know, just kind of learn your hair and figure things out. So, honey, it was amazing and I want to cut my hair again. That's just that. Let's see. Do 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 do. Up. Oh. So my favorite thing about being black. Uh, <laughs> we'll be here all day. Everything, literally every single thing. We're the trendsetters. We're the blueprints. Okay. We inspire others. Okay. And we're still so humble. Okay. We're talented, and it just comes so naturally. Like we're just naturally bomb. Like, oh my goodness, we're just so and. What we've gone through, well, what our ancestors have gone through, the strength, okay, that's passed down to us generations from generation, okay, the style, the swag, the mute, everything. Everyone wants to be black. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not really, but I'm sorry. Everyone wants to be black. And we have this, it's like being black is living in your own community. I don't even know how to word it. It's like we're out in the world with everybody else, but it's like, we have our own sub world, you know, like we, all we got to do is give a look like, you know, and we know what it means. We have our own code. We have our own language. It's just so beautiful. It's, it's everything. And if you're not black, I'm, you just won't understand it. I mean, you can do whatever you have to do to make yourself look black, but you can't fake the experience. You can't fake the background. You can't fake the funk. You just can't fake it. Okay. You just can't fake it. I mean, you can only do so much to look the part, but it's like, if we say something or whatever the case is, and some of y'all need to realize being black ain't, you know, talking a certain way and wearing your hair a certain way. Mm-mm, no, that's just, that's just the, the cosmetic part. Mm-mm. No, it's something within us. And you probably thinking I'm being real deep about it, but it's a fact. And to my black folks, y'all know what I'm talking about. It's just a vibe. It's a whole vibe that if you weren't born into it naturally, you will never understand. No matter how uh, how much you want to change your appearance or how you want to try and talk with a black scent, whatever that is, or what you feel like being black is, 
And some of y'all really be looking foolish thinking y'all know what being black is and what it entails. Oh, if I talk with a little accent, if I say little words, if I, you know, sag my pants. That's not even a part of it, okay? And you're looking foolish. So again, if you weren't born into it naturally, you will never understand. There's no course in it. There's no textbook. There's no how-to guide. Mm -mm. We were born with this black vibe. We were just born with it. Oh, I'm so grateful. Mm. I literally said this, and I don't want it to come across as offensive to anyone who isn't black, but I was just like, dang, God really made us black. <laughs> he really made us black. I mean, we were just born with some seasoning. Oh, my gosh. We'll be here all day. Let me go. Let me go. So let's see. Have you ever been told you talk white? Yeah, absolutely. All the time. Um, yes. So I never understood that for two reasons. One, how can I talk a color? Okay. And two, it's always from people who are black. Okay. And people need to realize all black people do not sound the same, talk the same, grew up the same, or whatever the case is. So when people think all black people should be from the hood or from a lower part of a community and should be talking with a certain accent or slang all the time and things like that. Black people should know a certain level of words. You know, black people shouldn't have a certain education level or vocabulary. Um, it baffles me, especially when it comes from our own community because you're saying I talk white. So what you're saying is the only smart group of people is white people so when you hear me and I have a certain vocabulary that's extensive or whatever the case is you're trying to say I sound like a white person a white woman or whatever as if black people aren't smart themselves as if black women aren't the most educated group of people is that what you're getting at so so you're uh admitting that white people are the smarter more superior group of people is that what we're getting at? Oh, okay. Ouch. You know? So when people think of it or don't think of it that way, it's like, do you do you hear what you're saying right now? Are you understand you're telling a black person just because you think that all black people should talk a certain way and shouldn't know certain words. So when you see a black person who has a college education or who knows certain words or vocabulary, oh you trying to sound white. No, I'm sounding educated and education has no race. Moving on, just saying, let's see, do people ever say you act ghetto? <laughs> no, no, what is acting ghetto? No, I've never been told that. And I even asked a couple co-workers before, do I act ghetto? Am I ghetto? And they laughed at me dead in my face. I said, <laughs> no, I've never been told that. That's no, I haven't. I forgot about that question. Okay. How often do you get an attitude? When people make me mad? Nah. Uh, ooh, more often than I should. I should say that. I ain't going to say all the time, but more often than I should. I mean, I get annoyed easily. Man, like, people be annoying. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I love people, but people be annoying sometimes. And it's like, oh, what? <laughs> I'm just thinking about this incident, but... And not all the time, but like more often than I should. I'll just say that. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. 
has your weave ever fallen out? So, like I mentioned earlier, I've only had, and after this, we only got one more question, and then we'll be done. But, um, I've only had three sew-ins in my life, and that was my freshman year and my sophomore year of college. So, those never fell out. But, <laughs> my freshman year of high school, y'all remember them drawstring ponytails? Yeah. So, this was when I was on the, uh booster team that's what we called it you know cheer dance team you know we did the pep rallies the games and stuff like that so we had our cheer competition you know at the fair so this was you know around homecoming fair time october yeah so i didn't go to the homecoming dance but all the girls who did they had their drawstring ponytails so it looked like i did um and plus i had this competition going on and whatever and we all had to have a certain look and my hair like i could have worn my natural hair but i wanted some extra mm. So, we get to the fair, we get to the cheer competition and things like that. So, you know, you do your practice round, you're warming up, you do your practice, boom, boom, boom. And so, everything was good. Everything was great, or so I thought. And so, we get to the back. Now, mind you, again, going to a predominantly white uh, high school, okay, there was a good substantial amount of black people, you know, on the team and at school in general, but I'm getting to it in a second. So we get to the back behind a little curtain or little wall or whatever. And so I'm like, yeah, we're going to do good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt my hair was loose, but not like crazy. I was like, oh, I'm probably coming down from, you know, doing all that turning and stuff. So my one of my teammates, she looked at me and she was like, come here. Huh? What do I do? My shoe in sometime? What's wrong? I said, hey, girl, what's up? Your ponytail. What's wrong with it? What? Y'all, when I tell you my ponytail was slipping, honey, it didn't fall completely out, but it was dangling. Do you understand me? I was horrified, mortified. Like the white girls were looking like, is she okay? <laughs> if that's where that whole black, you know, you know, being around black people and then being around white people come into play. The white people were looking like. <laughs> and the black people were just like, Lord, help us. Mm-mm. So she fixed my ponytail for me. Thank God that was it happened behind the curtain, behind the wall, where only we saw it and it wasn't out there. But when I tell you we had to go back out to do our actual uh, routine, you know, to compete, honey, when I tell you I was nervous as hell, Cause I didn't want I didn't want to do too much of a head dip, a head twist, a kick, a flip, nothing. I wasn't trying to do nothing, okay? Cause I did not need me throwing up my pom poms and my ponytail at the same time, girl. I I would have still been laid on that floor today, to this day, ten years later. <laughs> I was so nervous, y'all, but we did good. But honey, I was so afraid. And then last question: Who is your favorite black couple? Ah, who's my favorite black couple? Um, oh my goodness. Uh, Michelle, no, Michelle. <laughs> what did I just say? Michelle and Obama. It's so weird calling him Obama and then whatever. But yeah, Michelle and Obama. Uh, iconic. Uh, just grace, poise. I mean, in the highest positions in the U.S. and just carried it and handled it with such class and poise and grace and style fabulous um we love a beyonce and jay-z moment uh we love b and then she's married to jay so whatever um who else uh y'all already know yeah 
Go ahead and say it. Go go ahead and say it. We love us some Tab and Chance. We love them, okay? We stand them in this house, all right? We do love them, okay? Black love personified, period. Um, Me and my husband, okay? <laughs> um, whom else? It's so many. It's so many black couples. We'll be here all day. But all the black couples who are genuinely in love and healthy relationships, who display compassion and sacrifice and stuff like that, we love them, okay? Celebrities are not, period. We just love black love. Well, <laughs> that concludes this long-winded uh, funny black girl tag. Was it really funny? I don't know. But I hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope y'all got to, you know, learn a little bit more about your girl, Shantae Shantae. And I will catch y'all on the next episode. I love y'all. Bye.